The Fontenelle Final Bell Podcast is presented by Fontenelle Hybrids. The solutions you need, the relationships you trust. Good afternoon. Welcome to the Fontenelle Final Bell here on the Rural Radio Network. I'm Susan Littlefield, broadcasting today from the Nebraska Soybean Board Studio, which is brought to you by Nebraska Soybean Farmers and their checkoff, as Jeff Peterson joins us with Heartland Farm Partners. Before we jumped into the Final Bell, you and I, it's like everybody's talk lately, has been the weather and what we see, and it is very warm outside today. We went from spring to summer in less than a 24-hour period. Yeah, we sure did, and and you almost as you're walking out there, and if you're walking into cornfields, you know, Susan, we we could literally see and hear the corn growing. It's it's just going, and it loves this type of weather that we're having right now. You say that, and I want to always go out into a field and put a microphone and a video camera and just see how much of a change that we see in such a short amount of time. This is what we need, growing degree days for this corn, maybe to give it a little bit of a positive feel. I think so, and that's what's always hard about a market like this is that as you drive around, you know there's definitely problems. And we, we know that the crop isn't going to be great. And the problem in some areas, it's going to be really, really bad. But we don't know how bad yet. And that's really what the market's really struggling with now, to try to figure out what's the appropriate way it should be trading. Should it keep going higher? Or does it need to pull back for a little bit? And that's what it's wrestling with right now. So as you look at this market from this, this past week, what are your thoughts? For well, corn? you know, on the market side, taking a look at the corn, it's actually been a little bit disappointing. I think we started off a week and we came in with condition ratings that were less than expected. And it's like, okay, good. We're going to take off and go higher. But the market didn't uh, trade that way. And I think a lot of it was it was seeing a better weather forecast coming. It was seeing these warmer conditions, a little less rain. But yet it doesn't see that for too terribly long. It looks like maybe a couple weeks down the road we actually could cool things off just a little, not a lot, and actually bring back some more rain because we'll be back to where we kind of have this northwest flow that comes in right over the top of the ridge, and it means that we aren't without rain. And then you come in and you say, okay, everybody's trying to position in front of these crop reports that's coming out, and also the G20, and on top of that, the conversations that uh, Trump and C are going to have. So there's definitely a lot of stuff to talk about, Susan. A lot of things to focus on this market. What about the soybeans? Are we going to see some, some good things coming for them? You know, I think we can down the road, and, and that's a tough one. Honestly, between the two markets, that's a much harder one. What we see on the bean side is that beans, for the conditions that we have right now, as you look at the stocks in the world and in the U.S., it's really still priced too high. But we know that here in the U.S. there's going to be lower amounts of acres than what's being talked about. We know that the yield's going to be impacted, but really none of that's getting factored into the market yet. So I think on the bean side, we've got some higher prices that can happen down the road, but it's going to take a little time for us to get there, and we shouldn't be surprised to see a little bit of a setback in the meantime. Everybody keeps saying, obviously, this is not a typical year. We all know that with as late as some of this corn has gone in the ground and beans as well. So you look at the, the prevent plant and wondering where those numbers will be. In this Friday's report, is that going to be reflected at all, or are we going to have to wait until the next USDA report? Boy, you're asking all the great questions today, Susan. <laughs> and I think that's what the market's going to really look at. And, and as much as I'd like to think that this planted acreage report will capture everything, it's not possible. You know, that information was taken from the last few days of May in through about the 15th of June. And, and depending on when farmers reported during that period of time could have been the difference between whether they said, you know what, I'm going to continue planting, so I intend to plant, or I'm going to go ahead and stop if they came in and reported clear right at the 15th. So I, I don't think it's going to capture all the acres. I think right now uh, the trade is thinking 5.8 million less acres. 
of corn, and, and that would be from the prevent plant side. I think in the end we'll see more than that, but uh, we'll have to see if the trade uh, gets what they want or not, but it won't capture it all. So how much does tomorrow's report weigh on the markets today? Well, I think I think it definitely does. If if you've came in and you've maybe bought some stuff here lately and, and you haven't, uh, you don't have much profit in it, I, I think it's got some people squaring up and saying, you know what, I, I just want to kind of step out of this market in front of this report. I want to see what happens. And then once we get those numbers out, then we'll go ahead and step back and take a position. Do you have any thoughts as to the anticipation? I mean, algorithms, are they going to look at those numbers at all? Or is it going to be kind of a quick glance and move on? I think uh, no, the, the algorithms are definitely going to look at the numbers. I mean, that's what's always interesting is you see them, any type of positive or negative response, they're going to jump in and trade it. But I think you also summed it up very well, Susan, in the fact that what it will be is that once we get the numbers out, everybody will talk about them for a little bit, and then we're going to be looking forward and saying, now, okay, we know there's a problem. We may not know everything we need to know about acres. We don't know where the yield is yet. But is this crop getting better or worse from here? Now, we know it's bad, but is it getting better from here? And I think that's what the market will focus on for a little while. Some frustrations, too, is, is they look at, well, last year. I mean, I've heard a lot of that conversation from producers. Well, last year about this time, you know, we saw the crops here, so we expected the report to say this. Many don't know which way do you market with such uncertainty. Yeah, and this is a prime example. There's a difference between trying to hold out and hit the home run versus trying to go ahead and manage risk. And anytime we come into this type of market, I think as much as we'd like to be able to hold out and not make sales to the very top, I think what we have to do is we have to know where our insured levels are. We have to make sales on strength in the marketplace. But this is the type of year that I think we also do, as we've talked about, we do need to protect ourselves with calls against those sales. And the main reason for that is there's too many uncertainties, Susan, to know with, to be definite and to know exactly the right decision. So that just adds some flexibility, but it also puts a floor underneath us. Are we going to continue to see this being a very much weather-dominated market, corn and beans, through harvest? I think most definitely it will be. And I think what we'll end up finding here is that as we go forward, the, the weather's going to play a big role. If we can continue to get some good weather, uh, this crop will move along, and, and maybe some will think that we're going to get the potential out of it now. I still think personally, you know, USDA's got a 166 yield. I think that yield comes down from there yet. I, I still think there's a chance of a 160 yield in the making. But I think the other side we're going to see more attention being played to, is, and that's going to be the demand side. And we're going to have a lot more talk coming in on the demand side down the road because there is a lot of corn out there and beans out there across the world. All right, well, stick around, folks. We've got a lot more to talk about. We'll talk more about the prevent plant and a combination of acres. I'm interested to see how this pricing all works together and, of course, all the global things that are happening right now and the effects we'll see on the trade. Lots to happen yet. Stick around. More is coming up. It is the Fontenelle Final Bell right here on the Rural Radio Network. Welcome back to the Fontenelle Final Bell here on the Rural Radio Network. I'm Susan Littlefield as Jeff Peterson joins us from Heartland Farm Partners. So, Let's talk about the quarterly stocks report out tomorrow. We've had a lot of, you know, discussions about where we might see the numbers, knowing that it's different compared to past, you know, Junes of years past. But as you look at these numbers, it's a stepping stone to what we could see in that September report. It really is. And in, in, in the back of some people's minds is a fact that if we think back to the last quarterly stocks report, we got surprised, right? And so everybody's thinking, well, could we get surprised in a good way this other way? And so there's, there's some talk of that. You know, we always know with the quarterly stocks report that the on the corn side, for instance, 
we know that the export numbers are very well known. The ethanol numbers are very well known. So what it really comes back then is the feed numbers. And I think we've had good cattle on feed numbers. You know, we've got uh, the last cattle on feed report would have shown that you know, numbers are very good on the cattle side. And I don't think we've seen a lot of switching um, on corn uh, over to wheat. Uh, we're seeing some of that in the southern plains, but probably not a lot of it yet. But we'll probably see more of that down the road. So I don't think we're going to see too much for surprises. It's hard to believe we're going to have a little over 5 billion bushels is what they think we have left um, on farm and off farm out there. And that will actually compare very, very closely to where we were last year. So the corn side, I don't think too many surprises. Over on the bean side, what's interesting, though, and think about this for a minute, Susan, we're going to have over 1.8 billion bushels of beans is what they're thinking. Last year in the June report, it was 1.2. So we have almost 1.2 billion, so that's 600 million more bushels of beans around. Now, this isn't new news to the market. They've known this. Right. It's just that we've got 50% more beans hanging around. So there's, there's a lot of them out there. And is there going to be a place to put them if you look at the export side of it? Well, that's the big challenge, and that's what happens on the bean side. And if you remember earlier, I talked about the fact that beans are probably overpriced right now, and that's part of the discussion with that is that we've just got so many beans around. If we don't end up having additional demand or if the African swine fever is worse or we see some challenges with, with China additionally, um, just on the trade side, those are all things that come in there that could go ahead and put some pressure, not from this report, but can put pressure on the soybean market. So this report versus September's report, which is going to weigh more on the oh, trade? Oh, I think uh, I think the September report will, because that will give us an idea as we're finally coming in. We'll get a chance to see from the feed side, we'll better understand how much switching of feed was there in the Southern Plains um, away from the corn over to the wheat. So I, I think the September report will be more important that way. Do you have any good guesstimates of where we might be acre-wise for corn when it comes to prevent plant? Yeah, and this is where there's going to be a difference between what the report says. When it comes out, I, I think the trade has probably got it as close as anything in that 5.8 million. I think that's a fair number on prevent plant. We personally think it's going to be higher than that, though. We think our research would indicate that the, the prevent plant numbers, when we get all said and done, would come in somewhere around about 7 million acres, which means uh, somewhere around about 85.8 million planted acres is kind of what it seems like we'll see. Now, we won't see those numbers for a long time down the road. It could be August or September or later before all those numbers get factored in. But that's what it looks like to us, according to our research. Combination, you talked about of acres and yield for the corn market. How does that all get factored in? Yeah, and right now, that's the thing we always like to go back to, especially going into a report. We like to say, okay, technically, you know, technicals are kind of actually turned over in this market. They're actually, if you're a pure technician right now, you're actually saying uh, we're in sell signals. But from the fundamental side, we always like to say, well, what's fair value for this grain? And when we look at 450 type corn on December futures, what that really, in our mind, prices in is 4 million acres of prevent plant about a 166 yield. So that's the combination. And obviously, we'd have to adjust demand according to those conditions. But that's what it looks like is getting factored in right now. So the million-dollar question, have we seen a high in corn, or do we have a chance to go higher? Because you were the one that said, come December, where we could be at. Yeah, I think we can work higher yet from here. Uh, longer term, I think we, we put in our highs down the road yet. But I think we probably, for the time being in here, I don't think, unless we get a surprise in a report tomorrow, um, I, I don't think we'll, we'll continue this move at this point, at this time. It will take more information down the road, um, the, more knowledge about what the acres are, reduction in yields to get that next leg in the market. 
And from a, a question from a listener wondering about the Iran pressure, is that going to be good, bad? How is that going to affect his ethanol market? You know, that, and that's an excellent question, and we get that question a lot of, okay, so how do we have a factor that comes in on the crude oil side is really what we're talking about there, and the tensions that could happen there, whether something happens and their production is offline. And our overall feel would say that that should go ahead and bring crude oil up. As a result of bringing crude oil up, that should go ahead and bring up gasoline, which should also then be supportive of ethanol. And in the end, that should come back and help from the ethanol demand side. So we think that actually down the road something happened. Outside of putting pressure on the economy overall, we think from the ethanol side that would actually be helpful. A lot of things and a lot of anticipation coming into tomorrow. Yes, there definitely is. I'm glad I'm on this side of the job and not yours. Thanks so much, Jeff Peterson. What's the best way for folks to get a hold of you? Give me a call at 402-366-4694. Check us out on the web at heartlandfarmpartners.com or follow me on Twitter at jeffpeterson01. All right, that is the Fontenelle Final Bell. Of course, broadcasting from the Nebraska Soybean Board Studio, brought to you by the Nebraska Soybean Farmers and their checkoff, and all the Fontenelle dealers on the World Radio Network.